show. We are the original bad boys of podcasting. <laughs> this is your yeah. host, Jeff Landry, and my psychic co-host, Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, we're the, the originals coming in hot at the <laughs> in the early podcasting game of 2018. Yeah. I realized that. I, I thought we'd, we've been doing this for two years now. Yeah. And I, and I was like, ugh, that's not... Have we made any? <laughs> Have we? Did anybody listen to this? Inspiring. Um, does anyone listen to this? Uh, that's a good question. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Uh, tell us by rating and, uh, you know, getting to know us. Uh, tweet at us at all GD Show. Just get yeah. all these off the top here. We picked like the perfect time to not get into this, where it's like it's everyone's doing it now. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great time. You know? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, and we're doing a very generic kind of just review show, yeah. I think. No one does reviews. Yeah, no one. <laughs> no one, no one. That's why they're the original. Uh, it's been, what, a month? Uh, this, yeah, a few weeks. Okay. Almost. What have you uh, been doing since last time we saw you? Um, had I finished Avatar the last time we talked, or was I, I still in the middle of it? I think you were in the middle. Uh, well, I did finish that very satisfying series. Um, great job. Cool. <laughs> Are you going to watch Korra now? I already uh, think I'm on season two of Korra right now. Mm-hmm. Season one was good. I did, because um, I was worried, like I heard, it's not as good as Avatar, but still good. And I like season one, to, or yeah, season one a lot. Um, I think season one could have stood alone. And I think it's I'm in season uh, Janet Varney, I believe, is the voice actress, I believe, which I mentioned in a previous episode, and you're like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, still don't. <laughs> yeah, I think I believe she's Koro. I believe so. Uh, but, yeah, I I like how um, it's like if some decades later, and it's cool to see like how the world's evolved and the time since. So Yeah. Yeah. Have you, you seen the Shyamalan movie? Yeah, yeah, that was my first introduction to Avatar, actually. I saw that, like, in theaters a decade ago, before I'd seen any Avatar or knew anything about it. So it's interesting, it was interesting to watch, because he did include a lot of season one, like, that was the whole point, is each movie was going to be a season, which is insane, like, there's a lot of content, and, like, a lot of moving around in that show. So he was going to make more movies? Oh yeah, it's called, like... I remember being in theater sitting down because my friend wanted to see it. So I was like, all right. The Last Airbender show? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we sat down and we, uh, I didn't know anything about Avatar. And the opening is like text and it goes, book one. (laughs) I was like, oh, each uh, season of Avatar is, I'm like, do you know anything about Avatar? I know it's like they're elemental wizard type people and it's like kung fu. Yeah, they can all control, like, there's different um, elements, earth, fire, air, and water, Mm -hmm. Um, and each, like, different tribes can control different elements, and then um, the Avatar is kind of like Buffy the Vampire, or the Slayer, every generation there's an Avatar, and the Avatar can control all four, and then, so each season is um, Aang, the Avatar, learning a different element, Mm -hmm. so it's like book one, water. So that's what it is referred to in the show. He wasn't being <laughs> precocious or whatever, calling his movie that. But it was a big, like, 
Oh, you are just shooting for sequels here already. It's already sequel bait, like, in the literal first shot of the movie. It's like the uh, other Avatar was like, I remember when that movie first came out, they were like, oh, there are going to be ten other movies. And we're like... Oh, there still is. I know. And I haven't. I, I keep hearing about them, but I'm like, why? <laughs> Did, I mean, yeah. I know it was popular, <laughs> but do we care 20 years later? I don't know. Who may, maybe. We'll see on the technology. Yeah. I was... Like, I have beef with James Cameron, and I think he's kind of a pretentious yeah. butthead. And, but Aliens is great, sure. and um, I loved Alita Battle Angel. Or I don't know if I loved it, but I was super pleasantly surprised by it. So Titanic, I like uh, that? No. Okay, fair. <laughs> I hate a lot of his other movies, though. And I liked Avatar at the time. It was a great spectacle, but I have only seen it once, and haven't had any inclination to really see it since and don't really care about any sequels Mm. and i I, I flew on the the banshees back at disney world so i mean i've done it all yeah when did that come out at at two early 2000s i can't even remember 2009 i think okay later than i thought so closer to our youth Speaking um, of which, segue. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> flavors a of, of youth. The flavor, flavor of the youth. Um, yeah, this let's movie. get into the movie then. Um, this movie, flavors of youth. Uh, I picked this one this hmm. week. Um, I Set just, in three parts. Uh, yes, I it's. Um, uh, yeah, it's a few short stories. I thought they'd be a little more interconnected, um, or about food but one was um yeah um uh, did you have a preference on which one you liked best verse best to worst um and tor- uh i guess the last one was my favorite love in shanghai i believe it's called yeah or something like that yeah which i think that worst? one was my favorite first the one? worst the first one. Oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah. that's how i felt i was like how long is this motherfucker gonna be yeah i noodles? checked many times i yeah. was so mad at like 20 minutes <laughs> in like i was yeah. seething i was like is this guy just gonna talk about noodles and like toppings for like fucking 20 minutes yeah, and I love food porn, and I, like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, that food looks great, it even sounds great, the sound engineering in this great, but then the sound engineering of this guy, I wrote, um, the first six and a half minutes of this is voiceover, and just this guy talking, and then he kept going after that, I was like, oh, it's still him just going on and, and going on. man, the idea of, it, yeah, set in China, it's the three separate stories. The first one is about rice noodles. I, I listened to it in Japanese, I don't know about you. Oh, I did English. Okay, I kind of figured, that's why I did that. So I was wondering if there'd be um, any difference, if like it'd be a nicer experience to have the Japanese gentleman talk about No, I, I fucking hated this so much. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like seething, and I was like, is this going to be an hour and a half of this guy <laughs> talking about? And I was like, well, maybe he'll become like a chef or something later yeah. in the movie, and you know, he'll meet this other fashion person. And nope, stuff will nope, happen. There's just a shaking at his oh, school man. over <sighs> his parents' business. God, this I hated this first one so much. I was so mad. No, I'm right there with you too. I was like, this is going on forever. The broth is steamed and chilled and made by this famous <laughs> chef. And these noodle and these toppings. I went to this new 
place, and their toppings were great. And the toppings reminded me of this girl, the girl that had hazelnut hair. And the hazelnut hair is a lot like these toppings in this soup. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the? F-? I'm like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, uh, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, there's a point where like his grandmother dies, and we're like, and, Who gives a shit. Like, yeah, I don't care because I haven't developed any relationship with her because I just heard you talk about your food the for like the past twenty yeah. minutes. Oh man, yeah, I hated this first one. So yeah, me too. Uh, I did want okay. those noodles though. Yeah, a little fashion show. Yeah, this one I was okay with. Um, it was fine. I, I I actually feel the same way. It went three, two, one as far as you know, best to worst. Um, yeah, agreed. This um, one kind of has you know the pursuit of you know what you your you know your dream job and doing it alongside your sibling, and you know it's a kind of an older fashion model like kind of striving for dreams and you know coming up short because new people are always coming onto the scene, and her you know not neglecting her health and it. It affecting, you know, body image and her, you know, whatnot. Yeah, her having, you know, supposed to be taking care of her sister, but her sister is really taking care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes her younger sister in, I can't remember her name. Uh, but, yeah, her little sister ends up, like, setting up dinner for her all the time, and then she just ends up coming home drunk after her... Uh, birthday i guess it was her birthday so and she worked a hard day but yeah this one um started out with voiceover so i was very worried yeah. <laughs> at the beginning i was like is this all gonna be voiceover this entire thing but did they were actually characters talking to each other yeah this one it is a lot of voiceover in this in this movie yes uh but yeah this one was okay um I really like the last one that kind of like, I don't know, that hits a little bit closer to home as far as kind of like what you pursue and regrets that you have and whatnot, like, you know, around jobs and relationships and whatnot. Yeah, Love in Shanghai, which this is when I realized, oh, these don't take place in China, these all, or in Japan, these all take place in China. Um, Yeah, that was my first note, (laughs) actually, at the very (laughs) top of the movie, because I think it's... Uh, it's San Juan noodles, they call oh. it, which aren't, you know, it's not no, Japanese. It's Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, Love in Shanghai, gave me kind of, um, me a Your Name vibe from yeah. it. Yeah, Just because it's about, like, it's a love story, but it's kind of told over two separate time periods. Um, this man finds his, this old tape where... Oh man, we flash back to the '90s, which was like our our flavor of youth. So I was kind of like, oh, they're recording tapes back and forth. I never really did that, but yeah, I remember seeing it on like TV and stuff. And, um, just that's that's what you had, or could have had walkie talkies there. But yeah, it was interesting because he's an architect and kind of learn about like I can't, oh, what what was those the villages called? They had like these weird these tiny villages that oh, could get yeah. demolished for uh, a big industry. Yeah, um, I didn't write down the word, but I, yeah, it's these little kind of small areas that are kind of, I guess, you know, they've got more poverty in them. <laughs> they're kind of more like slums-ish. Yeah. Um, you know, where there's, they're tight-knit communities, but they're kind of, I think, meant for people that don't have as much money. Yes. Um, 
uh, yeah, I I like this one. Uh, dude, I think this one like had better developed characters at least, and you really could. I mean, the second one did too, but um, I mean, you connect with the two characters, and then there's kind of a Popo esque character. Yeah, I know, kind of character. Yeah, yeah. So I liked him, the comedic, big funny guy. Yeah, this one had a dark part about abuse also. Yes, yeah, it happened very quickly at first. There's like a flashback where... She um, gets slapped by her Yeah, the girl gets slapped, and then it just kind of quickly goes over that. I was like, wait, are they going to address that at (laughs) some point? And they do. Yeah. He hospitalizes her, which is like intense. Yeah. Yeah. Because she fails the test, and this other guy's like, oh, we'll meet up at the school, and she fails, and he gets in, and... Yeah, they like gifted the It is kind of weird about this. Like, like, I know we've talked about like privatized schooling in Japan. Is that yeah. maybe the thing? Seems that way. I'm so interested in how. I, we, I should really research how school works in Japan just from like seeing the next the show we're going to talk about today. Like, yeah. um, like you have like, to get like really good grades to get in you also have to have money to get into like good schools so it's like it's like going into a college but it's your high school and i guess yeah. you have four years of middle school and three years of high school in um in uh, most some other countries which is interesting okay. yeah yeah that is interesting which is kind of the reverse for us four years of high school yeah but every high school in japan or school seems to have the same stairs up to the same roof. That's one of my notes because we watched three animes, I think, <laughs> for this today, and uh, another Watamote and a couple other places all have the same stairs going up to the roof. Yeah, it, that is a yeah classic kind of trope, I guess, and maybe they're all, all like that. You know, they don't seem to discern much difference in the architecture of the high schools. No. Almost like prison architecture. Yeah. And there's always like lockers, kind of like at the front doors where you change shoes. Yeah. Um, that's always, there's always like a courtyard kind of area. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I, like I see so many where it's like, I didn't get in because my grades weren't good. And I'm like, that's not an option here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if you're near there, yeah. you're going. You live, yeah, if you live in the district, you go to school. Yeah. And then there's always, like, the part-time jobs in um, animes. Kids are always part-timers, and they're, like, it's, like, almost like temp jobs. Yeah. It's always, I mean, we've seen people at, you know, family restaurants where they have, like, literal children there working because they're, like, breaking some type of loophole. Yeah. I'm just, like, they don't seem to be, like, forever jobs you know i mean they're like day by day tempish on call jobs like in anohana when he was doing the construction work at night or wadamote she works at a factory for a day yeah but as far as back to flavors of youth um I don't know. I think I'd have to give this one a a D and don't bother with this one. Yeah, this was it wasn't great. And like the animation's pretty good, but it's not worth it. No, (laughs) it's not worth it. No, it drags on a long time. 
Um, yeah. yeah. D for me also. Um, Two thirds of it was okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, that yeah, and then they're all connected at the end because they're all in an airport together at some point. Yeah. That's it. So. God. That, that didn't really pay off at the end. No. And I thought they were all going to be about food, too. Yeah. I mean, Flavors of Youth sounds like it would be. And they've got like a picture of a big bowl of soup yep. as the <laughs> Netflix image. And uh, you hear a lot about that soup. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's like a big who gives a shit about that soup. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one. It was the soup one. Oh, man. Ah. All right. How about this? How about our psychic co-host? <laughs> Mob Psycho. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go my progress towards whatever it is. Yeah. Is towards 100%, 100%. Yeah. animosity towards that first part of Players <laughs> of Youth. <laughs> Yeah, we watched uh, Mob Psycho 100. Mm. I had never heard of this until the controversy that had sprung against our president. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's I sun. went into this pretty yeah. blind. Yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah. How, what was? What's your history with this? Um, I came to it after. Um, it's by the same maker as uh, One Punch Man. Yes, I can. That was kind of one of my notes was that uh, two of the main characters look very similar to Saitama. That's true. Um, I watched it, and I think both seasons were out by the time I watched it, and I went through it pretty quickly. I really ate it up. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about. Uh, oh, what's his, well, his name? Shigio Kagiyama. Yeah, but we start with Reagan, who's a right. a Reagan con artist. Arataka. Yeah, he's a con artist, uh, uh, exorcist, mm. posing as a spiritual consultant. And um, well, first the show starts out with this crazy animation. It's a cold of, open, yeah, yeah, cold open of this like psychedelic, psychic battle, psychedelic, yeah, um, battle going on, and. Then we go to Reagan and his office with very a lot of yelling and screaming and a lot of off-putting animation on these two characters that he's consulting for ghosts. I, I my first thought was Reagan looks like Saitama. Everyone else looks disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, and They're definitely exaggerated kind of drawings for all the characters. Yeah. Um. And yeah, all the ugly people are just yelling at each other. As they go, Reagan ends up going with them to consult them on a spirit, and he finds. I mean, he throws up some red flags that he uh, doesn't have any idea what he's doing. He points to the wrong building when he senses spirits coming from it. Yeah. He goes to punch or throw salt. The punch comes later, but he throws yeah. salt at the spirit, and then the spirit's like, it's gotta be like purified salt, man, not table salt. And then he yeah. ends up calling Mob, who yeah. is his psychic apprentice. Um, a middle schooler. Yeah. He's an esper. Yeah. Apparently. Not an ESPer, as I thought when I read it, but they pronounced it esper. Hmm. And Mob comes there, and he's just full of psychic power, and he just 
he is like a one punch man he's the one punch man of ghosts i yeah. guess now that i think about it and put that relationship together and connect the two when i was watching it but now that i think about it he's yeah he's just zapping all these low-level ghosts so yeah they go kind of ghost hunting for a while in a tunnel he finds a super strong ghost beats a super strong ghost um Oh, I like the opening. I, I like the song. It's crazy it's opening. It's really uh, artistically done. Yes, I do. Yeah. And there's a lot of counting in it. It just mm. gets me hyped up. But they skip a lot of numbers. I wonder, is there a full-length song? I don't... Uh, I mean, there probably is a full-length song, but there's probably not a full-length, like, you know, opening. Like, there's probably, animation. like, a five-minute yeah. song, yeah. Yeah, because it goes to 30, and then they skip to, like, 72. I mean, <laughs> they do that in the show, too, where, like things kind of like trigger his oh, yeah. emotions yeah quickly yeah yeah because at the so yeah during like the first three episodes he, it's mob progression is whatever percent and i was like okay what is what happens when we get to 100 percent? what are we counting up to and that episode three it was at like 60 i was like i'm not gonna be able to see it i'm, just, I'm only watching these three episodes i'm not gonna catch it yeah i probably would have kept watching it right. <laughs> to watch it. but you see it at the end of episode three yeah That's the guy tells him to get a clue and it really triggers like a bad memory where someone told him that and it really hurt his feelings and it's like this idea that because he's he's repressing this um, his instinct to use his natural talent that he's also repressing like parts of his emotions and he's kind of like that's where he's got a like very flat affect and like kind of dull so his like one hundred percent is him releasing those emotions at one hundred percent like animosity I believe is the first one yeah or rage it was rage in the the dub I'm not sure if it was. It says animosity and stuff. I believe, yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, it gets introduced to the telepathy club, which was also one of my questions about clubs in school. Like, they get budgets and they get, like, club space and stuff. I yeah. I was never in a club in high school. <laughs> Maybe American school is like that, too. I, I mean, in film sports club. clubs do, like, get some type of stuff. And they do, like, you know, fundraisers and whatnot. That's true. Yeah, but they have like a, a center, like a building for clubs, I guess. I don't know. In animes, they do. Don't they just do them in like the classrooms that are like abandoned once school's over? Seems I thought like there were special rooms for clubs. Yeah, I couldn't really tell either. Yeah. Or maybe it depends on what you watch or what yeah. school, even. That's true. Um. But, yeah, everyone in the telepathy club, um, because they're trying to get members, and they're trying to recruit Mob, because they're like, oh, he's some sort of psychic. Um, everyone in that club likes to yell, too. Yeah. <laughs> not like that. The dub was... I watched two episodes of the sub, actually, and then I watched the dub. That's what I did with this one. Um, I found the dub easier to digest. Yeah, I just don't think the voice acting's that great in the dub. That's it was not. It, yeah, it's I, not that good. No, it's not. Um, but maybe maybe episode three there was less yelling too. Yeah. Um, episode three was the the Mr. Dimples episode. Yeah, where 
um, Mob goes to Club Lol and finds the spirit hypnotizing everyone to smiling and laughing. And this is where... Is this where he goes? Yeah, he goes uh, 100% like, rage. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he rages out on dimples. And that's so... At the end, and there's like this green ghost in his... He wakes up at the end of episode three. It might be after the credits. And there's like this green wispy spirit. Is that Mr. Dimples? Yes. Like reduced... I read ahead a little. It's his like reduced power after like Mob is you know, destroyed his amassing of power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he appears, like, throughout the entire two seasons, in case you're wondering. I saw him in the opening credits, so I thought he had... He stuck around for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't... I don't know how I felt. I, this one didn't draw me in too much, to be yeah. honest. Um, um, mostly because the characters were yelling at each other a lot. I think I remember that's kind of what I liked Food Wars, but everyone was always yelling in that one. So it's just kind of abrasive to me. Um, that's why I didn't like that guy in a Zombie Girl one. Oh, that one too. Oh, Oh, uh, Zombie Line Saga. Yes. Yeah. They're like promoter guy. Yes. Yeah, characters that just yell all the time. That's what Reagan does. I guess Mob doesn't any, do that too much. Reagan wasn't in the third episode so much. I did like um, when he defeats the, the smelly, the scent ghoul, and yeah. who's smelling the girls at the school. Um, I liked the... He had, like, some sort of connection with the ghost at the end. The ghost, he said, like, um, what did he say? It was about regret and, like, how he did, he just, he wished he had spent more time, like, enjoying his youth and Mob kind of sees himself in that kind of Yeah, he talks about living your life to the fullest because the only time that the scent gruel felt, like, alive was when he was dead. That was the only time he really was enjoying himself, so. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that, um... But, I don't know, it just didn't draw me in so much. I think the characters were too abrasive for me, for the most yeah, part. that's fair. Did you like, you the like this animation? one? I, yeah, I really like it. Um, it. It does just, it is a lot like One Punch Man with psychics for me. Um, yeah. There are some more, like, interesting characters like there's this big organization that comes in later that's like an evil organization of like bad espers um they've got more interesting stuff with like ghosts and like mortality and like other espers kind of like leaving behind like evil ghosts and like people using their powers for good and evil and whatnot and i don't know and explores more of Reagan's kind of whole deal with like him being this weird cad who's kind of like screwing everyone over and kind of taking advantage of people and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. See that all sounds interesting to me. But that is the rob of doing three episodes. Yeah, true. Because the sound go hundred percent and that was kind of the only thing I was that was the only mystery box they really had for me. It's like what happens when he goes to a hundred. So he is different 100% depending on what his emotion is. And like there's one that I think Rage is the first one that we see. I can't remember. One is like 
gratitude later on, which is interesting. One is courage. And, like, every time he has mm-hmm. a different um, feeling, he changes appearance. So it's a rage one. He's very, like, kind of Super Saiyan-y. When he's doing, like, courage, he looks like he's out of a completely different anime. Jeez, now... <sighs> Yeah, I feel like I have to watch it now. <laughs> I mean, I would say the thing is, we do three episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if this would give anything away. The opening of the second season is really cool too. Mm-hmm. It it uses a zoetrope, which is like an old style of animation. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I will try this. Maybe this one deserves a revisit for me. I don't know. I mean, uh, you, you can say D if you want, but I, I kind of yeah, feel like I'm people gonna... should. Yeah, I can't. Re- I don't really know what episode it turns because if you watch episode four and it like blew you away, wouldn't that like be kind of like a shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Um, I mean, based on what I've seen, I'd have to give it a D. Fair. That's just the the rules I'm gonna live by. But I'm. I've I've already bothered with it, so I might as well keep going. I, I mean, you've got access to it, so why not? Yeah, I may be able to amend it. I I'm not writing it in stone. I'm just writing it in an audio medium that I could possibly edit later. Yeah. The uh, organization is called Claw. Later on, Claw. Yeah. That, that I always like an organization too. Yeah. Did you like it in the humor? It's got similar kind of uh, humor to uh, One Punch Man also. I think episode three was the only time I did find something funny. Yeah. Um, so maybe I have to... I think, and I think it was because three was the one I watched in dub, so maybe the delivery was better. Maybe. For me, rather than reading it. That might be it. Because I did, th- I think I thought three was the funniest, and I did. Like I didn't just laugh once; I was laughing. It was more comedic. So yeah, maybe you watch the first two again in dub. See if that does anything. Maybe that might help too. Yeah. Anyway. All right. On to the next. Yeah. The on art of it. doubt. Yes, the 2018 album by one of my favorite bands, Metric. Um. I hadn't really listened to it in its entirety. I had heard some of it. Uh, I'm a big Metric fan. I think I I don't own all their albums, but I've listened to probably all of them besides like the acoustic ones or live ones and stuff. Um, but this this one I liked a lot. Uh, yeah, me I'll too. Just go off the bat. Uh, I also liked it. Um, did you have a favorite song? I had one that I have listened to multiple times. Uh, Dressed to Suppress was my favorite song. Mine was Underline the Black. That's the one I really liked. I'd, I'd have to listen to that one again. But I liked... Pr- the only one I had a problem with was pretty... Well, I didn't have a problem with it. It just wasn't like, I like this, I like this, I like this. Um... It was like track nine was like, okay, kind of. Seven rules, okay. Yeah, seven rules. That one goes on for a while. Um, but the, I mean, the album starts out with a lot of like bangers. Metric has kind of a lot of synthy, airy 
theatrical songs a lot of times, but most of them are pretty hard rock. Yeah. Felt very like um, yeah 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 or um, yeah kind of garage rock yeah, kind of yeah. feel to it. Um, yes, lady singer um, Emily Haynes. What was their big hit? Um, eat you uh, eat you alive. Yeah. Is that it? Yes, yeah, that's our not fun. the Limp Biscuit song. Help I'm alive. Help I'm alive. Yes. 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 It's funny because um my my son loves metric too. We listen to that album specifically in the car all the time. I have a CD fantasies and he and that's the first track, Help I'm Alive. But I have a parody song that I sing and then um Eat me with fries or something. Eating a hamburger, not Isn't beating like a hammer. The first line, like, I'm gonna eat you alive. That, like that. Yeah, they're gonna eat me alive. Okay. Yes. No, I thought the one biscuits Instead of beating like a hammer, we go eating a hamburger. Okay. So, that's why. <laughs> There's there's a lot of eating going on in that song. That's why I thought it's eat you alive. Um, I liked um, now or never now. Also, it had kind of like a like a long instrumental kind of opening, and it was very like electronic and cool. Yes, that one kind of um, toned it down a bit. But yeah. yes, I like that one too. Um, yeah, and then seven. I mean, I was into all of it until seven rules but again it's not a bad song it's just very long yeah i didn't have I mean, a but, lot of notes um just because i was like yeah it's good yeah <laughs> same pretty much um yeah dress this rest was my favorite i was listening to that before i called you actually because i just wanted to listen to it again um but i hope they come out with something again soon this was two years ago so yeah might be hard during the war yeah I mean, they're not touring, so what else are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could be writing. Their, I was surprised this was their that seventh album. I was like, geez, seven. That's... Yeah, they've been doing a lot. Man. Every few years. I've seen them live once. It's a nice show. But yeah, I give it a G. Go Same. for it. I liked it. I like that. I like their music. Um, I, you know, I like the yeah, yeah, yeahs also, so it's like a very yeah. similar kind of feel, so if you're into that, then it's probably something you'd like. Yeah, I'm yes. a G. I wish yeah, yeah, yeahs would do something. Karen O's been doing a lot of solo stuff. She just did a, a cover of Under Pressure. Oh. I uh, heard it yet. Yeah. Pretty good. It's, I like the original better. Well, it's very, just her singing, yeah. almost whispering it, so... Okay. I'll have to check it out. Uh, different territory. Um, yes. Vagabond by Takehiko Inoue, who also has written three different basketball-based series. Buzzer uh, Beater, Slam Dunk, and Real, which is about murder ball. Has he been writing those all since... Uh, Vagabond went on hiatus in 2015? Uh, really has been. Slam Dunk is over, and Buzzer Beater was a short-lived series, but real, he started, I think, during Vagabond, and he's had Vagabond on hiatus for, like, years. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's reading. 
they have uh, yeah, actually, I have that up right now. There's 327 chapters currently, and the last one was in May 2015. Yeah. So, yeah. And he, I, I, he said something like, I'm almost done. And I'm like, just finish the fucking thing. Just want to read the rest of it. It's good. I like it. Do you um, like it? Have you read uh, all of it? I I think I'm up to date on Vagabond. Um, yeah, it's about, it's based on the Eiji Yoshikawa, uh, novel called Musashi, which is about Musashi Miyamoto, who's a legendary samurai from the, uh, Meiji area, era, I believe, from Japan. Survivor of the Battle of Sekigahara, he's also the author of The Book of Five Rings, which is a kind of tactical novel kind of similar to The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think of the art? I thought the art is great. Very detailed. Mm. Um, super, like, intricate. Yeah. Um, that was very interesting. It's probably my favorite part of it. Um, it's very violent. Of, <laughs> it is very violent. <laughs> yes, there's a lot yeah. of uh, limb loss, heads being crushed. Uh, yeah. I got, I think it was five or six chapters, I believe. Um, but even in that, I mean, the first one, I think yeah. he crushes a guy's face. In yeah. With a, a rock Did you find it, like, very digestible? Like, it goes down pretty easy, I feel like. Oh, yeah, it was super quick. I could, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's because there. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of dialogue, but it's mostly them just going, hur, 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 yeah. hur, most of the time. Oh yeah, I was thinking about this. How how quickly did you catch on to the reading style? <laughs> oh, pretty right quick. To left. Uh, yeah, I I know how to read manga. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I do have the only manga well I own is I have Attack, Attack on, Titan. on Titan Volume One. I think they put that incorrect order for us readers like that could be wrong actually mm. but i know i've read it without problem but i had uh, there's a zelda manga in this historia book okay so it taught me how to read it properly gotcha because <laughs> yeah that it messes up the art if you rearrange it the layout of it yeah they would have to, so they do, that. to do it yeah and i don't think they do that for yeah, it starts out with these two guys surviving the Battle of Sekigahara, which is a battle that kind of decides the future of Japan, and they are really? on the losing side. Yes. The survivors. They're, they're 17. They're only 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they end up... Being hunted by uh, refugee hunters. Refugee hunters. Yep. And they fight. Well, first they pretty much just pass out. Well, they get attacked. Yeah. And there's some brutal find out you don't want to attack. Um, the seventeen-year-old <laughs> sociopath. Nope. Yeah, with no weapons, even he'll just bash your face right into a tree. Uh huh. <laughs> use what? Use the environment. Use what you have. Yeah. Um. But the other guy is not so. Badass. The other guy kind of sucks throughout the series. <laughs> oh, throughout he has some interesting parts here and there, but he's he is the less interesting person in the series. You know, we kind of we still follow him though. Huh, interesting. Um, 
Yeah, and then, yeah, they kind of pass out among the corpses, and this, how old is she, is she 15? I think so. They're saved by two uh, battlefield thieves that steal armor and swords and whatnot to sell and pay bills and whatnot. Yeah, Oko and Akemi. Yep. And they're rescued by them. They're kind of taken shelter, taken to their shelter, and they quickly learn that they're also in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, um, then uh, bandits come by and demand all their shit, and they fight the bandits and they kill all the ones coming. Like, yeah, pretty. They dispatch. Um, yeah. What is it? Like four versus two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Miyamoto just. Uh, pretty pretty brutally this is where there's a lot of limb chopping yep. face crushing with a wooden sword um yeah but it's not it's all in black and white so yeah. it's less gruesome i guess but very very man again the yeah. detail is... it's a it's a dark series it's very violent and whatnot yes it is uh, how far did you get? I, I can't really tell where chapter six leaves you. Did he get back to the village? Um, no, I pretty much got to that part. They okay. dispatched, dispatched, murdered all those men, or yeah. self-defended themselves. And then Oko and Okemi was like, we have to leave now because they're coming. People are coming after us. We're in trouble. So we got to go. And they are kind of all about to leave. But... Yeah, this one, I don't know. I've never, well, I've read some manga. I don't think manga's for me, though. Yeah. Um, well, I said comics weren't for me either, I guess. But I've, I've just read, finished one graphic novel, and, <laughs> and I like Chew. But, uh, I mean, this one, they're, it's pretty, they're quick reads. Um, I didn't hate it. But again, art was amazing in it, but super violent. Yeah. Uh, maybe you like the basketball one. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll check out the basketball one. Um, but this one, this one gets a don't for me. It's a D. Um, yeah, this one gets a G for me. I've talked about it a bunch on this podcast before. Great art. It's an interesting story. It is incredibly violent. There's a lot of uh death and murder there's a lot of like interesting stuff about existential crises and angst and kind of strength and solitude and a lot of uh like highfalutin themes in this book um that are kind of pointed at there's also weird sex stuff and <laughs> rape, rape stuff so that's oh, yeah. that's a thing it in was, there yeah there he was just like one of the the leader of the bandits, which is like raper. I was like, oh great, yeah. But nothing doesn't happen. happen. So he was, he was killed first. Yeah, deservedly so. So yeah, this gets a G for me, but I don't know. You, you can find it online, easy enough to yes. check it out if you want to. Yeah. Uh, right. Are we going back? Oh, we're going back to. Uh, 2005 to listen to the Nine Inch Nails album Year Zero. Yeah. In this mutant Year Zero. Mm. I just realized there isn't that, actually. 
Road to Eden. Oh, yes. Subtitle. Hmm. This is a tactics-based stealthy-ish-esque game. Mm. Um, Takes place in the year zero, apparently. Um, After the pig tells us that we fucked the earth and pretty much ruined everything for the mutants that are now alive. Well, there's still some humans in the Ark. Yeah. Um, They're all, like, mutated and whatnot, though most of them are. Oh, I didn't get that far. I I think a lot of them are. Um, Yeah, uh, developed by the Bearded Ladies Consulting, published by Funcom. Humanoid stalkers are sent to find a missing stalker named Hamon. Or Hammon. Is he a ham? No, um, I don't know. I've never gotten into him. He's gotta be. Because, oh, what's the... Borman? Borman. I think it's the guy. Oh, Borman. That's what it is. And then Ducks, ducks. is the duck, so it's yeah. perfect. Did you unlock anyone else? I did not. Okay. <laughs> How many... I mean, there's the stone lady. Right. Selma, I think is her scene. name. Yeah, but I didn't get to her yet. Is there, there more people you get to? Yeah, there's a fox humanoid. Cool. Um, and there's a guy who's like a human with mutant powers. How many characters can you... So this is a tactics game yes. where you're sneaking around. There's... um, mar- What are they called? Are marauders? They- yeah, marauders. Um, robot dudes. Uh, you're a stalker, which is someone sent out by the Ark to go retrieve supplies. The Ark is kind of the safe haven for the last humans on Earth um, after we blew it up. Yeah. And used all its resources. And yeah, so stalkers go out, um, try to slip past the marauders, but sometimes you get into combat situation and you're controlling several peeps on the board on a grid um yeah if you want to try to do it stealthy i suck at stealth (laughs) i'm always trying to test how close to things i can get and fail inevitably yeah so i'm guessing you didn't how far did you get do you think you didn't unlock anyone so that's no i think i got like Almost to the arc. Okay. <laughs> yes, I think I got to, like, right to before it, which isn't a difficult thing to do, but I was just, like, I like to go in guns blazing, which was a mistake. Yeah, you can't do that in this game. You'll get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I was not as covered as I thought in some places, and I didn't, there was just some points where I got to upgrade my characters a couple times, Ducks and Borman, I gave... Borman like this ability to do actions after you spent all your action points or whatever to like do one more action but I couldn't figure out the freak to get it to work yeah. <laughs> so I just then he was just out in the open to get shot yeah there's a very specific way to kind of like isolate people and take them out silently but it it takes you a while to kind of get to that point um the best way to do it is to kind of have Borman. He has a ability where you tackle someone and he knocks them down. Oh, that's I one of his abilities. Yeah, one of his abilities is to kind of tackle someone, run at them, and like shoulder barge them, and he knocks them down for I think two turns, 
And then once they're down, you have the other characters shoot that person with uh, silent weapons until they're dead and do that until you can essentially thin out their ranks a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Because I did like this game. I do, like, I've talked about Fire Emblem several times, and that has got me into tactic games, and we played, uh... Oh, that game that I always forget the name. Into the Breach, and I yeah. enjoyed that one. Um, that one's kind of more puzzly tactic. That's true. Yeah. You're like moving people around on the board and trying to like save certain things on the grid. Um, but this one, I mean, I like post-apocalypse. I like to anthropomorphic creatures. Uh, I like a lady with a shotgun. So. <laughs> I like I like the. I, I thought it was a cool environment. Um, yeah, I I would give this one a G. I would give it a go for it. It was free, so that yeah. was nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I also give it a G. I didn't finish it because at some point my computer just started, like, chugging when I was playing it. And I don't know why. Like, I got through most of it without it doing it. And then later in the game it would do it. It was very strange. Like, I couldn't do anything. Like... The computer would just, like, essentially just freeze, and I'd have to just, like, quit out of the game. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Weird. And I'd play Skyrim, and it would be fine. I'm like, so I'm like, what is the issue? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But, yeah, I like it. Um, there's been, like, some DLC stuff that's come out since then, um... I think they're making more of it, but I'm not sure. There's, it's also based on a, a tabletop game, so that's oh, also right. available to people. Cool. Yeah. I should check that out. I like tabletop. Nice. Good job, bearded ladies. Hmm. Well, let's continue into animation continuation. Hmm. For the finale. <laughs> oh, it's bittersweet. No matter... How I look at it, it's you guys' fault I'm not popular. The end to maybe one of my favorite animes now. Maybe. I don't know. She, she I mean, uh, how many of you watched at this point till <laughs> till you finished them? I well, I don't know. I I mean I've watched a lot of anime at this point now, more than I ever have in my lifetime during sure. this podcast. But how many of so, you finished, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, not all of them, but I mean, oh, I mean, I don't know. I finished One Punch Man. I finished Anohana. I finished Death Note. I finished this. I finished. Is that it? There's got to be some more in there. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Attack on Titan. I'm caught up with. Uh, but those are all my favorites. So I guess um, the ones I finished are my favorites. The ones you finished are ones you liked. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so I I watched episodes, I believe, 9 through 12 for this. Well, there's the OVA for this as well. I don't oh, know yeah. if that serves as a finale, because honestly, the finale to this one was kind of lacking. There wasn't really any closure or anything at the end. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> they just had her running to the theme song, which I love the theme song. Big heavy metal song, but... um. Just had her running to it at the end, acting like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, I guess she learned one thing, which I'll talk about at the end, but that's really it. I didn't even write it down. 
she realizes it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's just kind of the last line of it. But she, you only get that if you stay for the post-credits scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah, episode nine. Episode nine is uh, when she. It's the end of summer. She's trying to. Uh, Tomoko's trying to squeeze out the last of her summer. Uh, Yu Chan is working at a cafe now. And um, so Tomoko's like, oh, I can dress like a cute cafe girl and interact with boys and everything. I'll get my mom to get me a part time job at a bakery. And she ends up working like a factory line, like a <laughs> bakery um, in a suit. So then she only works there for one day, which that's why I was questioning, like, the part-timer thing. Like, they always say part-timer, too. Whatever the other movie <laughs> part-timers in. I don't know. There just seems to be a lot of temp work going around in Japan for young children. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird thing where they're maybe they're just aware that they could, you know, only be there a certain amount of time, you know, because they're going back to school. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, not great working there. She only works there a day. Um, and then she... Uh, uh, but one of my things I was wondering about this show is there's a lot of times where you don't see characters' eyes. and I'm, Is that a, like a shortcut for animation purposes? Or is that a reference to Tomoko's like disconnection with people it could be both like yeah. there's a show called daily lives of high school boys where they often don't animate the girls like full faces like they'll show their hair and then they'll kind of show like the mouth <laughs> yeah. and like sometimes it'll be referenced and they're like what did she look like <laughs> but it, okay. sometimes it's a shortcut sometimes it's kind of like representative in the show so I don't know yeah, because there was, um, what's that one? A Silent Voice, the movie with the deaf. Oh, girl. yeah, with the big X's on the faces. Yeah, that X's on their eyes are like, it would be shot where you'd literally, it would just be their mouth talking. You wouldn't see the top of their face right, at all. Everyone's like, waste. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but then we get to episode 10, which does a thing I love. Again, using the... There's a cold open where she's back in school now. She's... Seats are rearranged, so she's having, like, a crazy anxiety attack because she's no longer in the back seat by the window like any main anime character I is. I think I know this one. She's, like, in the middle somewhere and somebody tries to talk to her, right? Yes, and then she stands up and it, like, blends into the animation yeah, of the that's, theme song. That's one of the best ones, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Um, and episode 10, um, this is where they start, uh... Was this the one where she fakes as a boyfriend, or is that 11? That one's... 11. Oh, that man, that Oh, wait, bad. no, that's, that's 8. With okay. Her, yeah, that's back uh, with her cousin. Is that what you're talking about? Is it her cousin? Her There's little one? cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying to impress her little cousin. Man, that one was rough. It was rough, yeah. She <laughs> fakes having a boyfriend, and then her cousin confronts him or something. It was very odd. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, 10 is where she goes to those stairs. This is my other stairs thing. She f makes that secret like desk fort upstairs because she doesn't want to eat lunch surrounded by people or she's too scared to ask for her chair, which I, I remember that anxiety in high school. She's too scared to ask for a chair back to go because she went to the bathroom on her lunch break. She comes back. Another girl's taking her chair, so she can't sit at her desk and eat her lunch. She's too scared to ask for it back. I remember in high school, I had to go to my locker, and there was... Do you remember... Um, I might bleep his name out, but do you remember... Sure. Um, he... He against your locker and you couldn't get to it or something? Yes, okay. and he would do it just to be, like, a butthole. <laughs> like, because he knew I wouldn't ask. <laughs> he would just stand there. And, he was, and if I did ask, he would move. But he would just do it just to, like, make me ask. I was like, come on, man, I just want to get in my locker. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt the same thing as Tomiko when she would do that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't have that issue in high school because i just be like I just go for it anyway. I'm like ugh, locker open. And at some point I just stopped using locker. Uh, yeah, no, he would he would literally because we had, I had one of the skinny like full lockers or okay. like tall lockers so he would he's literally like standing in front of the entire thing because his friend had the locker next to me. So yeah. I, um, I didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And then the the finales are kind of um, about her getting set up for or the cultural festival mm. at school. It's this big cultural festival, and um, she meets this new girl who's the head of student council, but she's super friendly. Um, Megumi, I believe is her name. It's been a while since I've seen this the whole series, so I'm like, uh. Yeah, yeah, she runs, but she, I don't know, she kind of sees the awkwardness in Tomago. She's a, I think she is, like, a senior or a third year or whatever it is. Mm. Um, but she sees Tomago. She's the girl who talks to her at the end. It's like, has the last conversation with her. Yeah. But, um, she, uh, <laughs> she, uh, Yu-Chan comes to visit the festival, which they're having a cosplay Tomoko's class is doing a cosplay cafe mm -hmm. um, and she's embarrassed that Yu-Chan is going to see her in her costume, so she never really ends up doing it and Megumi, head of student council, notices this, but she notices, like, oh, she's at least got a friend here and she witnesses Yu-Chan give uh, Tomoko a hug and how much that Tomoko needed it. So at the end of the day, um, Megumi sees Tomoko alone sitting on a bench, pretty upset. And Megumi dresses up as a character, as like a mascot in this big dog outfit, and just gives her a hug, like an anonymous hug. And it was it was it was so heartfelt, and <laughs> I loved it. Um, and then episode twelve is really just about Tokoho uh Tomoko I say Tokomo yeah, yeah something <laughs> just Tomoko like reflecting on all the other episodes of how bad how she's done nothing um 
and she hasn't come very far. I think she keeps trying to record people in class and realizes that no one's even talking poorly about her. No one's just talking about her at all. Yeah. And she references another, which I I watched it, so I know about it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. She, like, does the, the doll thing, right? She, like, thinks that weird doll. Yeah, she does, like... She's uh, yeah, she has the eye patch, and she goes like, "Oh, and everyone's ignoring me. Like I'm the whatever the ignored student in another, and then everyone's in another uniforms, and she's got the eye patch on." I was like, "I, I understood that reference. Yeah, I knew that was in there somewhere. <laughs> I couldn't remember which episode. Last episode. Uh, yeah, at the end, Tomiko as uh, she tries to initiate conversation with Megumi, like another. Oh, finally, she might make a friend. It's the last episode, but then." She ends up seeing Megami's underwear because the wind blows and freaks out and runs away to the theme song. And that uh, just kind of ends. Uh, uh, Megumi is talking to her friends and she's like, oh, that Tomoko, she, she's shy, but you can always tell she's trying her best. And, and that's how it kind of ends. Besides yeah. at the end, post credit scene, she's... It's a callback to the first shot where she's Googling unpopular girl on the web or she's uh, urban dictionarying it or whatever. And it gives her the definition girl who has no experience with boys, who doesn't have friends or whatever, the three things it was. And then she shuts her computer off and goes, like it matters. Yeah. That's how it ends. Which I like the sentiment at the end, but I don't think it really built to it at all because yeah. she was still so obsessed with it. Yeah, and I believe the manga goes, like, beyond this point, and I don't know if there's ever going to be a second season, but, yeah, who knows? Could be. Yeah. Uh, they have the OVA, and I'm looking at the description right now. It still doesn't look like there's a lot of closure on it, so. Yeah. I want closure, I think. I was a little, dis- excuse me, a little disappointed by the ending. What is the one, there's one episode where she has, like, a voice actor, like, read lines from the script. Yeah. That one's, yeah. That one's pretty rough, too. Yeah, that's her summer vacation. Um, so, like, seven. So. Trying to, yeah, or eight. Yeah, but also Oh, eight. no, it is seven, you're right. I will enjoy summer vacation. Yeah, she's not doing anything on her summer vacation, but, like reading manga and looking at the internet and then she realizes oh, I gotta do something and she sees that one of the voice actors from one of our romance games is in town and you can get him to say one line and she gets him to say like this long line about like I love you and I want to touch you and like yeah. like this super pervy stuff and some of the super romantic stuff she just like combines everything everyone else was saying yeah, and but he does it like, for her. Fall asleep, like listening to it, and like with like a vibrator in her lap or something like that. She tries to. Um, that's a different. That's where she just buys the game, I think, and has the massager. Oh, oh yeah, this one is the one where the the headphones aren't in, so the yeah, mother she just tries hears to, it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's remixing it with her own voice. She's like making a oh, conversation. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like audio clipping it and then yeah her headphones aren't plugged in and her mother walks in she's like what the fuck yeah that one's pretty hard yeah it's uh, funny yeah and her mom like reams her out I think it's in the second to last episode cause yeah this is kind of where cause I super identified her with her in the beginning but there's 
I think it's the second to last episode where her mom asks her to clean. Oh no, this is the one where she quits her job as a cake maker in the factory. Yeah. And her mom says, well, can you clean the house? And she throws a fit and she's like, her mother goes, well, your brother cleans his room. And so Tomiko goes in and yells at him for cleaning his room. She's like, put these standards I have to go to. Why now mom expects me this of me. And then her mom yells at her and tells her to clean her room and like locks her in there. And Tomiko goes, why does everything bad always happen to me? I was like, Jesus, terrible child. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking yelling at your brother for being a good kid, a better kid than you are. <laughs> like, for your mother to ask you to help around the house when you've been doing nothing all summer. I guess that's the parent in me now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> she is just being an ungrateful, like, lazy brat. And then she goes, why does everything happen to me? I just want to be like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> You did this. You did this. Yeah, well, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to rate this one. It's an Anna Yes for me, I guess. <laughs> I continued. I yeah. finished. How I don't know how long the OVA is or if I could find it. But... It's online somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. Probably not, but it's probably like, you know, the length of a regular episode, so it's like, eh, why not? I mean, you could read the manga if you really wanted to. Yeah. There's probably some, like, if you like this, you liked something else. Um, trying to think of stuff that's similar. I really like, um, it's not much to it, it's a very, like, relaxed episode of series called, uh, uh, oh God, I can't remember the name. Tanaka San is always listless, which is like about a guy who's like incredibly lazy. Like his friend has to like carry him around everywhere, and he's very just kind of like laid back <laughs> to the extreme, where he's just kind of like always kind of like he doesn't even want to like get out of bed ever, or like go anywhere. I don't know. It's got the same kind of feel, but not exactly. It's less angsty. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I like the angst in this, though. But I'm not so angsty anymore. Maybe it'll... <laughs> I don't know. Find my other flavor of youth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the series also. It's got some good, cringy kind of comedy to it. Yeah, I'm reading, like, girl. summary of reviews right now, and people don't know if it's, like, a comedy, or it's, like, a study of neurosis, or if it's supposed to be good. humorous, or, like, really explore social anxiety, and, I don't know, I get the feeling that, like, it it's does a, comedy, a good job. I think. I think it's a comedy, but I think it does do a good job of really portraying the social anxiety as someone who suffers from it um I, at least just looking at some of the animations and stuff i feel like they had to be trying to do it like, yeah i i don't know i don't know i i guess so i don't know how well it does it yeah Honestly. i think there's very i don't think they hit it out of the park in every no. episode but i think there were some points where i was like that's spot on like, yeah i get that yeah, I, I, my go-to for kind of, like, dealing with various mental illness is a 
series called Welcome to the NHK, which is I think tackles harder stuff than it does. It is social anxiety, but it's also stuff like probably schizophrenia. Yeah, which is different thing. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you can find us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll end on that note. Yeah, that's that's a show. Yeah. Um, then you can find us on Twitter at Whole GD Show, Facebook.com slash Whole GD Show, Whole GD Show You can get in contact with us, Whole GD Show at gmail.com. Caleb Ryan does our music. Find him on Spotify and other streaming services. You can find us on Spotify, rate and review us on your podcast app or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Just do it. Um, you can, I am sometimes streaming on twitch.tv slash ink about it. Ink, I-N-K, and then about it. Where can people find you, Jeff? I am on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at rewriteosha, rewriteosha, S-H-A-W. Um, I haven't done YouTube or Twitch in a while, but maybe I'll do stuff with... The various games that have been coming out lately, there have been a lot of them. You gotta get a PS5? Uh, I don't know, at some point. <laughs> at some point. Not anytime soon. Yeah, there's nothing out yet. Alright, catch you GD listeners in the next GD episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.